Hey children, today's word is mother Caucasian guy. And egg white. Egg white, thank you for joining me on this podcast. We are now episode 40. Woo! Yeah, we, we've actually slightly changed the running order. Do you remember the last podcast where we were going to go to a live podcast reading and we were going to do a live podcast of another podcast while sitting in the audience? Yes. We didn't do that, did we? So we're just going to talk a load of stuff remotely, recording it. I, I haven't and told I, you this before, right? But I'm going to break this to you now because I, w- I want to see your and hear your reaction. You know, I'm actually the Etcetera Theatre. We're a place we know, we know and love very well. Yes. I've actually hired that out for a night in july okay and de- details to come later and we are going to do a live episode of this here little podcast work asian guy egg white basically i'm just i'm uh, i've written the money off i've spunked the money i've hired the room it's just going to be us uh, but if people if people are around then they can come come to Camden and we should be able to talk nonsense in front of some random people. Excellent. I'm had, looking had, forward had, to, Am I going to be there? Well, of course. You're, you're, you're the woke Asian guy. You're the main okay. event. How, I am you, the how, main event. How do you feel about that? I feel scared shitless. Do you know what I mean? It's like telling me, oh, by the way, you're going to be the headliner on Glastonbury. Okay, <laughs> that's absolutely fine. Uh, do I have a set list? No, you don't have a set list. Do you know what you're going to talk about? No, we don't know what we're going to talk about. And the other thing is, we are we won't be able to edit any of it, will we? Because the audience are literally going to see us naked, unabridged. Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Do, so when when in July is this going to happen? Do or die. I'll I'll, I'll send you the details after. But do, do or die. Um, okay. So. Kill or cure, mother. Kill or cure. Kill or cure, mother. Here's Morgan is back with his new show, Uncensored. Breaking news, all the vitriol I can shout at you through the TV so you don't need to think. My bold statements will dictate how you talk to people. He's like a stubborn turd that won't flush. Like that one house guest that won't leave the party. Can you take that hint, Egg White? He's like the suspicious stain that you try and hide from your mum when she's washing the bed sheets. Like a Morris dancing cockroach after a nuclear explosion. That's just inappropriate and I thought it sound nice. I, th- I is, think that, I think that's got everything, mate. Because that's that's basically got that's basically got you know like it ticks to- all the to- boxes. Toilet toilet humor, spunk humor, spaff humor, and um, Morris dancing. Morris dancing and, and cockroaches and apocalypses. So uh, apocalyptic scenes. So I think that's it. I mean, if we're not going to get get a potty for that, then I'd then we're not going to get a potty. I don't think we're, we're going to win at all. Anyway, look, we're digressing. You you are very opinionated, as is Piers Morgan. You like to debate, and you and you like to you like to have have discussions and deep and meaningful chats with people, as does Piers Morgan. But when, yes. but when you or he have have come against someone that has a different opinion to themselves, you basically throw a, a strop um, and block them on all forms of social media on WhatsApp, and yes. he he storms off live on on national tv so is this a woke asian guy exclusive is piers morgan actually a woke snowflake i put that that to you woke asian guy what do you think about that you you and the parallels between you and we're here piers morgan are ever ever growing bigger 
every time I think about it, and every time we just we we chat, I think, oh my god, it's like talking to Piers fucking Morgan. Do you think you are like Piers Morgan? I am absolutely not like Piers Morgan, and I don't think Piers Morgan is a woke snowflake. He's just a petulant child with thin skin. That bit I actually can relate to, but in terms of being a snowflake, I completely disagree with that. Uh, and but you think he's really woke? No. He's he is he is everything that he he says that he and claims that he doesn't like. Well, no, nah, that, I'm I mean, putting this. I'm putting this to you. It's not the fact that whether he's actually woke or not. <coughs> it's just the fact oh, that oh, he's oh. a self-obsessed, petulant child who wants attention. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! I've never actually seen Piers Morgan and the woke Asian guy in the same room. Are you uh, saying that he bronzes himself up? So or I bronze myself up. They might be you. You actually might be the same person. I don't think so. I it, I am many things. Like the, I the, am many. I am many negative things, but I'm not a smug fucker that sits and just starts trying to control the narrative or the room and tell be, people to shut up. It would be like the the freakiest episode of Scooby Doo. And and who was it? It was a well Asian guy. No, no, no. Rips the mask off. It's Piers Morgan. And I would have gotten away with it if it wasn't for you, snowflakes. Oh, no, you can't say that because he is a snowflake. Right, let's bring bring up Netflix and Dave Chappelle. Are you going to go there? you going to... What do you think about Dave, Dave Chappelle's stand-up special on Netflix? Before we get to that, Piers Morgan, because I'm not done with him yet, he actually stole one of your ideas. Can you explain what idea before we start breaking it down? So he has a feature on, on his new show. Um, which is obviously getting amazing ratings. <laughs> um, I mean, he's basically he's basically gets about this. In fact, you are an, another parallel between you, woke Asian guy, and Piers Morgan, is that we don't get any viewers and listeners, and nor yeah. does he. Yes. Okay. But what did he actually steal? So he, what he did has, he steal from us? He has a feature called Woke or Joke, right? Where, where they say something, they say two comments, and you have to guess if it was a joke or if it was woke. Now, very similar to the my game show, which I thought of about three episodes ago, called Jim or Jimmy. Yes. Which, now, you can insert the um, the, the theme tune about now for, for Jim or Jimmy, because I've got three more. So let's go Jim or Jimmy. This week, Jim or Jimmy, and it's an episode 40 special. I mean, we're talking about the original Jim or Jimmy, right? Not this yeah. joke or woke nonsense not, that not Piers Morgan stole. No, the, the, the original, the original. Can the we still sue Piers Morgan for this? Uh, can can uh, we send in, a cease and desist letter to him? He he's he's gonna he's gonna have, he's gonna be lawyered up, isn't he? Jim or Is Jimmy? She... Jim or Jimmy, the game show where we ask Wokey if the following jokes are racist, old school misogyny, or modern day irony. Play along with the family. I bought a couple of new pens at a nudist art shop. Felt tips? No, but I touched a couple of bollocks. Okay, so no, I touched a couple of bollocks. Okay, that's definitely got to be a Jim. That is a Jim Davidson. Jim, shall I reveal now or reveal at the end? Oh, three. how many of these you got? There's three. Well, let's just go. No, 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 no. You're, no. Wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. You're no. wrong. Do not ruin my mojo by basically making me look bad right at the beginning. Can you just wait until the end before you okay, make me look okay, bad? All right. Okay, well, second one. Pretend well, now that we say. know the first one's Jim. Okay. Jimmy. The first one was Jimmy. Gone. Had a vindaloo last night and then and today my ass really stings. Couldn't afford the bill so the chef bummed me. 
that's definitely a gym, right? Homophobic humour is gym. Gym, gym, gym. Gym all the way. There is no woke modern comedian who would lower themselves to use the word bumming in 2022. Ironically, I mean, ironically, it is the sort of joke or sort of thing that, that the woke Asian guy would say when uh, when he's had a few Guinnesses. But, um, or Guinness, 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 plural. Yeah, so who, um, actually, who, who's, who said that then? It was Jim, wasn't it? Uh, I'll, I'll I'll do the reveal at the end, as you said. So okay, so you've got Jim. Jim. I like that inconsistency. Boom, boom. It comes down to the third one. I've got a small penis. Don't clip that up in soundbite without without any context, you bastard. I've got a small penis, but it's all right as my girlfriend is an optimist. To her, the vagina is always half full. Okay, well, let's just say Jim because. It may be just one of those self-deprecating jokes that Jim would do. He would stand uh, in his web the show. Reveal. The reveal is... Uh, uh, all three are Jimmy. Well, they're not. They're actually... One line is from uh, Gary Delaney. So, uh, yeah. Basically, just, just, all of these are actually done by modern-day comedians who should know better. Back to back to Piers Morgan, right? So he stole your idea of Jim or Jimmy as woke or joke. Yeah. How many how many viewers has he got on his uh, is on his uh, new platform? Sixteen. Sixteen views on his new platform. Yeah. How many viewers did he have when he was on the ITV show Breakfast? About three million. Four About million. three million. Five million. Something About three, like that. Three, four million. Yeah. Now, I don't. I mean, I should have been Piers Morgan's advisor to actually say he shouldn't have gone on to this new platform because he knows that none of it works. He's not going to get out. You sent me a screen grab of one of his streamed shows and he got, what, 100,000 views? That was, yeah, that was, that, that was, was that the, the recorded one or was that actually live? No, no, that was a live one. That was being multi-streamed. No, 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 it wasn't 100,000 views. That was 121 views. Viewers. 121? Oh, yeah. how many zeros did I get wrong? Oh, sorry, Piers. <laughs> I apologise. Oh, my God, look at the ratings for that. But I mean, Anyway, can we talk why? about Dave Chappelle? Where do you sit? Where do you sit on... on um, so, so uh, firstly, right, because uh, this, this, this segues quite nicely. So, uh, Piers Morgan was... Because uh, you say that you hate him so much. Obviously, I'm saying that you are Piers Morgan. And Piers Morgan is the woke Asian guy. But I don't hate him. He's a P- snidey Piers little Morgan, toad. Piers Morgan had a uh, trans um, a protester on his show. And he ended up calling him... So, my question to you was, was that really you? Obviously, I know it's not because you are Piers Morgan. So, um, so uh, and, and looping back around in, very, in a very, very unsmooth way. The, let's talk about the controversial stand-up Netflix special by Dave Chappelle. Woke Asian guy, woke Asian guy. Do you like the Dave Chappelle comedy special? Well, the thing is, I am neither here nor there about the Dave Chappelle comedy. Yes, he has this last show, which got controversial kind of like notices, was fine. I found it funny from that point of view. But honestly, I don't have an opinion for or against. Because at, for me, it's just jokes. It's just humour. But everything that you've been telling me as well, it's just jokes. Ricky Gervais, he kept sending me those Ricky Gervais clips where he was just saying, but it's just jokes at the end of the day. But 
I don't think anyone should go in the audience like that. Apparently that trans guy went on the stage at Netflix as a joke and started punching him out and Jamie Foxx had to come out and save him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what, I mean, like, why can't like... we have Jamie Foxx coming in and saving us? He's incredibly funny. We should get him on our kind of podcast. Uh, yeah, I, gonna, gonna... I, I don't. I don't want an opinion on the on the material that Dave Chappelle actually did because that's a bit of a hot potato. It's just everyone's arguing against themselves. And you know, I leave it to them. you're a social commentator, and you're you're not going to put anything down because what? Because what? I don't want to get in trouble. <laughs> because, <laughs> because you don't have certain, an opinion. There... You don't have an opinion yourself, do you? My main issue, as you brought up the whole Dave Chappelle thing, is the fact that since lockdown finished and all these, let's face it, non-white comedians have been going on the road, audience members have somehow been emboldened in being, what's the term, let me look it up, oh, pricks. They've all been emboldened in being absolute dicks. That's true, true. And let's be honest, right? So, you know, comedian, oh yeah, go on. I need to give the audience our podcast listeners context on this, right? Because obviously we can't just dive into this. We all know that Dave Chappelle got punched the fuck out by a trans guy because of his comedy routine. We have Romesh Ranganathan, some woman in the audience started making jokes about, you know, I I can't remember the actual jokes. Uh, Sorry, the comments that she made from the audience, but she got escorted out. Nish Kumar had someone heckling him. Now heckling is fine. Jimmy Carr, deals with that all the time but you notice they don't actually go after him on a personal kind of like race or class level but Nish Kumar someone in the audience just stood up and just said oh something about you're not Romesh Ranganathan to which he just had to like stop and go wait a second is this this a heckle or just a a, a Daily Mail style just hit job (laughs) now let's, let's roll this back right let's pretend to be that Karen in the audience, right? She goes online, types in Nish Kumar, but because she's probably dyslexic, it comes out as Romesh Ranganathan. So she clicks buy, gets the ticket, looks at the front of the ticket, and even though it probably says Nish Kumar, she's reading as Romesh Ranganathan. At this point, she has not twigged that two brown guys are actually different, right? No, no, no. What she would have done... What she would have done is she she would she would have googled. I mean, if if you if you Google Ramesh, uh, Nathan, right? Yeah. Or or Nish Kumar, you're gonna get you're gonna get either of them. She probably googled that Indian comedian, right? Got the other one that she she didn't want to go and see. Um, yeah, because let's be honest, there's only there's only really two. Um, aside from you. Hey, things have gotten better these days. Remember during the eighties. It was only Lenny Henry. That was the only person of color on TV. And now we've got two people of color on TV. I think uh, that's progress, right? Yeah. And in, in, in what, 40 years? That's, uh, that's really, yeah. yeah well, that's, that's progress. progress. Yeah. yeah, no, absolutely. Anyway, why do you think? Have you got an opinion about why Karen's and Dave's, I'll call them Dave's as well, have just suddenly become emboldened to just basically heckle on race as opposed to material? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's weird. It's weird, isn't it? Because because what people are kind of failing to understand and see, I think, because they're, they're taking it so personally. But comedians make stuff up. You know, like like a comedian story 
isn't always going to be going to be true. They've they've embellished a story, or sometimes a completely it's a completely fictitious story um, that that you know that, and for for laughs to um, so the audience can try and identify with it, uh, and so, and the reaction that they they want is you kind of they say something you go oh yeah it's a bit like that isn't it, and you can you can fully identify with it. It's not meant to be taken personally. It's not tar- targeting anyone or a single single individual. Um, you know, it's basically it's holding a mirror up and just you know making sure that you can you've got a sense of humour about about yourself and, and you're not taking yourself too seriously because as we've discussed many times in this uh, on this pod, life is pretty dark and life is pretty shit. So the ability to laugh at yourself is um, is is a, 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 an asset. If comedians, in in a few years, if this if this gets completely blown out of proportion, and, it's, and it is getting it's getting a bit ridiculous now, but if this if comedians can only ever say honest things and things that have ever happened to them, then yeah. the world of stand-up comedy will be. Fun. Yeah. So uh, I woke up this morning crying uncontrollably, and I didn't know why. I tried to think what was making me cry. And the more I thought about the reasons that I was crying, the more that I just continued to cry. Anyway, eventually, I managed to wipe away the tears and found a pen. I used this, that pen to write some ideas and observations that I wanted to go and perform in a back room of a pub. So I travelled for an hour and a half on a train to get to this pub, spending what little money I had on the train fare, not only to realise that I didn't have enough for, uh, for the uh, return journey and, and it was going to be three and a half hour walk in the rain on my own also i could read but basically i did did this so i could get to this pub and read my ideas and observations out to the five or six people strangers who really didn't care and only popped in for a quick pint after work in a in some vain desperate attempt to validate my creativity and life that's basically how stand-up comedy will be in the future if uh you know you can only say things that are true and that have affected you and impacted you and you can't you and you can't kind of you know make make up stories and embellish stories uh, uh for for comedic effect that's basically the future that we are walking headfirst in and I, i'm not gonna lie i I don't want to see that that world of stand-up because you know stand-up comedians are are a fantastic and very interesting breed. But so where are you going with this? They're, so they're, you want them to be storytellers? Most, most of the most of them have some form of exactly it's storytelling. It's storytelling. It's it's you know it's it's why people go to to the movies. It's why people go to the theatre. It's why people go to to yeah. You can know, I, can it, I give you a side it, story it's, on that? It's, it's very it, it's it's. You know, when we when we were cave men and women and cave people, we we all sat around the campfire and someone would tell a story and and that would engage the others. That's that's what after after a hard day of you know, um, killing people, wildebeests. Oh, wildebeests. Oh, okay. Sorry. And, and probably people as well. Um, I don't I don't really know much about cave people, but I'm I'm probably thinking that they didn't really have as higher moral standards as we do today so yeah but now if you are a cave person you're listening and you're listening to this podcast don't write in and complain or 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 troll us on twitter 
uh, with a barrage of abuse. Um, yeah. Well, actually, no, 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 no. If you are a cave person, actually do do that because I don't look at the social media streams. Uh, the woke Asian guy does, so he will he will he will be getting them and replying to them personally. So uh, yeah, yeah, abuse away. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but can I just tell you the John Bishop story? Do you know how John Bishop actually became this award-winning stadium-selling comedian? Uh, I do, but let's let's recap. Well, do you, oh, do you want do you want to tell your side of the story? Because I know what happened. So what? No, you you tell your story. Oh, okay. So basically, sure. everything yeah. you were saying about the going into two pints and like and all that kind of thing. So John Bishop broke up with his girlfriend, feeling really sad for himself. Wife. Wife. And he basically walked out, feeling sad for himself, saw an open mic, went in, went on stage, no, no, talked hang on, about hang on, his no, breakup. No, I'll, 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 I'll tell it. I'll tell it because you're getting it wrong. Oh, okay, cool. Cause, Excellent. Because I have read his autobiography, so I'll just tell it. So he he had quite, he was quite a, a, like a relatively successful kind of, I think he was in sales, um, sales salesman for, for, you know, a blue chip company. Yeah. Um. And then he, he, he had two kids uh, and he, his, his wife wanted a separation so that he was going through, he was going through a divorce. He realized he didn't have, you know, like he had a lot of time on his hands and he was just really sad. And then um, he, he, like he said, he walked past his pub and there was, there was stand up comedy. And so he put his name down um, and then did that every Monday night. And I think just per chance, his, his, uh, soon to be ex-wife or might even be his ex-wife at the time um, saw him and found him quite funny um, and yeah they started they started seeing each other again and he became famous he, he, he yeah he, he he the one thing that he did say that he, he wanted to continue with this because it was making him happy um, although he was performing to about three or four people above a pub you know twice a week um uh, so he he basically quit his day job, threw everything into the stand-up comedy, and and yeah, you know, the rest, as they say, is history. So essentially, that that monologue that you gave is exactly John Bishop's life story. So it's not exactly a sad tale, essentially, but it's a sad tale with a happy ending. You've caveat. completely missed the point. So uh, most stand-up comedians, although they're a very interesting breed, this is what I said, if you actually if you fucking listen to me, you woke little prick. Yeah. Oh, that bit I sort of fall over by yeah. listening to you. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah okay, exactly. Cla- clarify. Yeah. Clarify. Uh, Go on, lawyer. Uh, uh, what, I, what I said was stand-up comedians are an interesting breed. And and a whole, you know, their, their viewpoint, they look at things differently and, and the fact that they... When it were, and everyone is looking one way, and they they are literally looking the other because they are facing the audience. So that, that that's a, that's the type of person that that a stand-up comedian is. So they got they they try and have a different viewpoint. It's interesting, but sorry, I zoned out again. As, you repeat that as you carry on, as with a lot of you know creatives and stand-up comedians have got a tendency of being quite depressive. Uh, and and you know have depressive tendencies, so therefore, they if they were just telling real stories and true stories, I think they would be quite dark and depressing. And if you saw John Bishop tell that story, right? Yeah, 
But he tells that story in his autobiography, and he tells that story on on Parkinson or or Jonathan Ross when when it when he's made it, and he's like, oh, um, and that, 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 I, I thought John Bishop was on the call. That was that was so convincing. No, that's that's what Jonathan Ross twat. And, <laughs> that okay. was John. It could have been anybody. Don't push it. Don't push it. Uh, yes, don't push it. Let, let's anyway. let's pluck another name. Was it was that Paul Gascoigne? Yeah, Successful stand-up me. comedian and footballer. Yeah, I thought that's me. It. Yeah, you fucking insane, fucking insane. So in in the early nineties, when uh, when Gaza was Gaza mania was was about, yeah, he, re- time, he, yeah. he released a song called "Fog on the Time," and you know when you when you're in primary school and you kind of you you you're, you're playing with your mates, right? So we used to play where one of us would be Gaza, and the others would be his entourage, um, and not for being for, for his amazing football talents, no. For his amazing, amazing singing ability and uh, musical career, I don't think anyone could have performed like he did on top of the pops. So all that metal, just you know, like the infinity gauntlet on each hand, and saying the actual words, sitting in the calf eating sickly sausage rolls. <laughs> that is Ivan Novello award-winning lyrics right there. Right, and- it speaks to the working class. Greg's sausage rolls, right? Sales of Greg's. If they were open in the time, would have gone through the roof. Everybody's happy, and we'd have an even bigger obesity crisis in this country. And the government would have to like crack down on junk food adverts in between, like you know, Saturday night takeaway, which would be ironic, really, because the whole point of it being called Saturday night takeaway is you want a Saturday night takeaway. <coughs> it's not called Saturday night healthy food or has Saturday night vegan food. Otherwise, you'll end up having an audience share the same as Piers Morgan. Work Asian guy. <laughs> Sorry, I'm so angry. I'm coughing. Work Asian guy. <laughs> yes, I'm angry. Work Asian guy. Mm. Yes. What do you think about people who work from home? My Daily Mail splash headline is, I think people should go back to work because I've done it. I enjoy it. And there are benefits. I, I, I can't believe I'm actually semi-agreeing with Jacob Rees-Mogg, but the snidey little toad that he is. But I think, given some factors and given some caveats, people should get up, shower, make breakfast, get ready, leave for work, do a decent day's work. I do that. I do that. I get what, up, working shower. From home? I get up, shower. I walk, <coughs> I walk around the block. Or, or, or I go to the gym before. And I do actually do it. I've only been doing it for a few weeks and I still, <coughs> I still do that. Before you, I come, so I have a. You say you do that, but are you going to film yourself, do a live stream of doing that? Because I got a sneaky suspicion that you wake up five minutes before your work shift starts, and obviously you do your work. I'm not, you know, saying anything. You are a very hard worker, and you get you hit all your targets, salesman of the year. But you don't get dressed. You probably stink of like you know last night's sweat. You've and got you trust just... issues. You've got trust issues, work Asian guy. No, no, it's not trust issues. It's it's all in the mind. You've got trust now, issues. But... Okay, and so let me let me say you you okay. Do you know the only before you say before Smog. you say something? No, I'm gonna no, I'm, I'm gonna, gonna give you benefits. I'm gonna no, give you I'm benefits. Gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna say this this point right. You just saying okay. everyone wants to get in because 
you you live basically very close and you only have to go three stops on on the tube to where you work and that costs a minimal amount of money now if you had to pay the amount of money that a lot of people have to pay to go to work and it, and if there was an alternative where you didn't have to pay that amount of money i can bet that entire amount of money you wouldn't want to go into the office you would if there was an option you would be staying at home even yeah. even if, if if mrs woke asian guy threatening to kill you because you're getting under under her feet and uh annoying not getting on her tits uh, by the way, that's a confession time because Mrs. Woke Asian guy is working from home. If I had to work from home, I, I would not be here. It'd probably be Egg White's show and there'll be like a nice RIP over a picture of me next to a coffin because I would be dead. So, yes, I'm a bloody hypocrite for saying that. Yes, but you the, are. The main, the main problem I have, the, the main You're benefit... You're a privileged West London act. That's what you are. Oh, look at me. I'm a British West London. A bit, now, like, a bit like fucking Jacob Rees-Mogg. You and your West London borderline Surrey Eton alumni. Yeah, but you're not seeing people face to face. You don't have water cooler moments. You're, you're losing on reality. But most offices, most offices nowadays, even if they're permanent offices, are basically like a WeWork anyway. So so you, you go in, you don't have a set desk. You basically go, you, you trundle your way in, all the way in. Uh, on public transport, and and I've done this throughout the pandemic. So uh, and and for a number of years before, right? So I uh, and and on the first train, on the last train, I've done the time. So you go in all the way into this office. You don't have a desk. You have to just you rock you rock up and and hope that there's a desk available for you. And everyone else, you you basically go into the, to this random desk and and just sit there and have video calls. So you're not really physically seeing people if yes you had to physically see people and work with people then that's a different thing isn't it but we we, we're talking we're talking about you're talking about office workers aren't we because obviously if if you're working in a sandwich store or if you're working in a shop you can't do that you don't have the ability and you know of you if you're cleaning you you can't do that remotely you have to be in the moment there so we were talking about we are talking about kind of controlling computers remotely yeah but that's, can i just say office, office can i say all of these people that work in pret and all these kind of like even vegan pret what the fuck is that vegan pret uh, have your own like apartheid meat resource but all these people that should be working from home briefly that's that's such a woke opinion to have location guy that's such an open-minded and woke, woke opinion to have about vegan prep. Anyway, yeah, sorry. Sorry, carry on. What? Who wants cultural apartheid? Oh, yeah, great. Before I get back onto the whole work-from-home thing, yeah. why do vegans have to have their own shop? Are they that scared of, like, a bacon sandwich that they can't even look at a bacon sandwich, that they have to just go into a freely meat-free environment? If they went into a red prep, what's going to happen? Are they going to stand there and just, like, Tried to like worm their way around the meat bit just to get their vegan wrap. I don't understand. Get used to it. Get used to it, woke Asian guy. That's not a good answer. Get used to it. It's get not used a good to it answer. because because there will only be Pret will be only vegan soon. It will only be vegan. So just get used to it. It's coming, my friend. It's coming. Well, no, no. I'm I'm just gonna I'm, I'm gonna basically buy twenty 
bacon sandwiches, put the word bacon on it and put it in all the vegan breads. Just so, just, just so they know that there are other options there. And if you want to be unvegan, what what's happened to the Caucasian guy? Oh yeah, he's uh, he, he got arrested. What, why? Because um, he was he was showing signs of aggression um, by by going to Greg's, buying all the bacon rolls, and 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 rebadging re them and putting them in the vegan pret across the road. <laughs> and, and at what point did Caucasian guy really lose his shit when he tried to re repaint the green vegan? Pretz as red. <laughs> uh, anyway, you're going to put these guys who work in all these sandwich shops out of business. Well, no, no, because simple as that. No, because so, no, they're going to work from home because you're not buying their sandwiches and they won't be able to work. Then they'll be claiming benefits. No, because the, you know what the future is. The, the best future is is the hybrid world. A bit, like, a bit like the type of car that that you know most Uber drivers have. It's it's a hybrid world. It's got you know you've got your flexibility and your cost saving of, of on this hand of being if you if you're lucky enough to be have a job that gives you the offers you the flexibility of being able to work. Let's call it smart working, right? Then then you are in you are in a privileged position and that's good. But I think as I said at the start, there's a point at the start or near the start of this podcast and recording, which you can't probably can't remember because we've been doing it for seventeen hours. Where, yeah. where when I when I went back on myself about the podcast lives, is that there's something primal about you know that we need about being being in, in a shared space with other people and we and we need that interaction and you know all right sometimes you just need that interaction for like half a day to realise God I work like, but not, but not. don't you feel claustrophobic why you're you're like a pig in a pig pen right you eat sleep shit and work. No, in because, the same environment. No, no, but no, because I go out, I go out and do my morning commute, right? And I come back, I start work, and then when I finish work, I then go out again to do my commute back. Now, as you pointed out once, that as soon as it starts raining, I'm not going to go out and walk or get on my bike. I'm literally going to jump in the car and probably drive around the block. Let's go through because I need to. I need to uh, go. Uh, I need to leave the office and go for my my uh, my my walk around the block back home. Uh, well, you, so you finished. We, you finished before we started the podcast. I'm. 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 No, I'm staying. I'm staying late at the office. You're staying late in the virtual <laughs> office. So. so okay. So, but so quickly. Oh, no, sorry, film. sorry. The other benefits. Other, sorry, um, but before you go into it, one benefit that you have, that you're losing out on, is the teas, coffees that the company provide very graciously, and the toilet paper. And I know quite a few people who literally save up their stools. Until they get to work, so they can actually use the toilet paper there that, and save. Your and in the cost of living crisis, these are important things to be scrimping and saving. No, on. no. Firstly, firstly, right, bog roll. Yeah, pre-pandemic, I've always, I've, I've never, I've never got a shortage. I've always got about about 120 rolls. Yeah, uh, that's 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 just. Are you that's saving for standard. the cost of living crisis or Armageddon? Which one? No, that's no, that's standard. That's standard because because once I got caught short where I had to use I had to use post-it notes, and that's all I'm going to tell about that story. Uh, other other than it was it was not pleasant, and and that was once when I was 19, and ever since that point, which is more than half my life almost, then I am uh, uh, I I've 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 always I've always bought overbought on bog roll so that so that's not a problem coffee i get a coffee from the shop just down the road so i'm i still am going for a walk and, and plowing plowing the money 
in in people who who aren't working from home. Okay. Um, in the local all right. So quick fire, quick fire, because I need to go. Right. It's so quick fire. Yeah. Unwake film producers for diversity. You say one. First one is how I met your mother with fifty cent. Citizen, which is old white man who owns newspapers. I wonder who who wrote that one. Did uh, can you guess? Oh, um, should, should I, uh, I do? Should I do the next one? Yeah, go on then. The Wizard of Cosplay, which bear in mind I didn't know what cosplay was, so that will give you another another one. Tom Hank Redemption, someone in prison after watching all of the Tom Hanks films during lockdown one, and is accused of publicly exposing himself in the Tesco Express. Now that one is probably mine. We're getting quite highbrow now. Trotskin Hutch. Yeah, that's actually a pitch idea. And go I'm on. still going to make that series, by the oh, way. Go on, go on. Elevator pitch to me. Okay, uh, elevator oh, pitch. Hang on, we'll, we'll do proper, proper. So I'm a producer going into it. Oh, hi. hi. Yeah. Um, can you push, oh, 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 hi, Egg White. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I've got this idea. Oh, yeah. So get, can, can, I, can push, I sit down? Can you push floor seven, please? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And, oh, uh, so we, are we in an elevator? We're literally in an elevator. Yeah, exactly. That's the fucking method you well, I thought elevator pitch is like you sit in an office and you do an elevator pitch because it's 60 seconds. I didn't realise we were going to be in an today's elevator. Today's other word. What floor are we on? To this show's other word is right. Yeah. Along what, with my. What floor, what, what floor are we on? Uh, seven, please. Okay, what floor do we need to get to? Seven, please. No, we need to go to seven. We're on the ground floor. We need to go to seven. You don't say which floor we're on because otherwise I think you're fucking more and I'm not going to commission your show. He doesn't even what? know what floor he's fucking on. Oh, well, you don't know what floor you're on. We've walked in through reception. I've got seven get... floors to pitch this idea about Trotsky and Hutch. Yes. Okay. So we've got seven floors. Okay. And bing. Okay. Trotsky and Hutch is actually a modern day retelling of a favorite and beloved cop show. Instead of. So we bring Trotsky out of reincarnation. Of reincarnation. Okay. Well, we're on floor three. Okay. So we bring out Trotsky from hybrid freeze blocks. And he's actually helping with his Fifth psychological floor. ways to actually fight crime with Hutch. Floor. Based in LA. I think it's a winner. Two series commission, 17 episodes each. And we'll have we'll have an arc. Hello? Yeah, okay. Egg White, so, come back. Egg White, work, work, come work, back. Work, work Asian guy, that, sound, that sounds great. Um, I'm going to give you a number for my PA. Um, if you just liaise with her, because it sounds amazing. And um, never talk to me again. Bye. Uh, I, I think it's inappropriate if you get out, out the same floor. So. Well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to stay in floor seven. I'm going to go to floor 14 and redo the pitch properly written. And it's going to sound a lot better than the way I badly pitched it now, just to make myself look a little bit better. Okay, this has been episode 40. Thank you for listening. And outro, I've, Egg White. I've been Egg White. He's been Woke Asian Guy. Thanks for getting this far. You are very, very special. We love you. We love you. We love you. Bye. Occasion guy and egg white. <laughs>